Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad that you joined me tonight. I really am so delighted that you're here. Whatever time zone you're listening to, whatever part of the world, I'm just so happy. (laughs) I'm really glad. Now you know tonight is uh, part 10. I know it's been a really long series. Part 10 of Jesus, the Ultimate Healer. So that is, and tonight I'm going to be continuing speaking about why healing is for now and why it is for all. So that's what I'm going to be speaking on today, or I should say tonight, or it might be today in your time zone. <laughs> I hope everyone is well, and I hope everyone is having a great, great New Year. You believe it's the tenth day already in the New Year? Amazing, amazing, amazing how time flies. Third of the tenth tenth day. Where did it go already? Amazing. Hmm. You know that uh um I was uh I don't know, I was actually just listening to uh, Kenneth Hagen, it's a Kenneth E. Hagen, I believe it is. Let me double check on that because I know there are two Kenneth Hagens. So it was because uh, one is a father, one is a son. It was Ken, was Kenneth Hagen, and uh, um, he, I was listening to God's Medicine on YouTube. Uh, dot com, and I just looked up. Healing scriptures and it was spoken and Kenneth Kenneth Hagen there and it's called God's Medicine by Kenneth E Hagen. It's it's good. Uh, it's about an hour and fifteen, about an hour and twelve minutes and twelve seconds to be exact. <laughs> but it's very very good. And so thought I'd let you know about that on there. And and. So I I found I was very blessed by it. I I'm I'm almost done listening to it. I was actually like I said listening to it before I tuned in here, but then uh, you know I didn't want to um, I didn't want to uh, it would overlap it would overlap this right here. So but also another really good audio to listen to is called By His Stripes by my pastor and he uh, he does all of the um, all of the scriptures from from the Genesis to Revelation and uh, so he does all of those and it's an anointed music in the background and it's uh, very anointed so um that you can find that actually on his website at revival dot com and you can you can find that there. 
at revival.com. Look under the music CDs. They they have it under the music CDs. So uh, if you look under there, you will be able to find it. And you know, if you if you want to buy it or um, I don't I don't believe it's on YouTube at all. So, but uh, I'm going to go to a song. And I'm going to be right back.
praise God. We just need to be still and know that God is here and still and listen. Be still. Know that I am here. So praise God for His presence. Nothing like His presence. I wanted to uh, continue tonight. Um, by the way, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at firetalkradio2, that's the number two, at yahoo.com. And also feel free to follow me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2, that's the number two. And you can check out my Facebook page at Fire Talk Radio 2. That's after you put facebook.com forward slash Fire Talk Radio 2. Love to have you uh, check it out and like my page and also be one of my followers on my, on my homepage, as I was saying. Anyway, with no further ado, we're going to get into tonight's message, part 10 of Jesus the Ultimate Healer. And we're going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to continue, as I was saying, with why healing is for now and it is for all. The 21st reason is because of signs and wonders. Now, signs and wonders, well, signs, they could be uh, jerking, laughing, rolling, falling under the power, speaking in tongues, shaking. Those are just some examples of, of of a sign. Now, a sign indicates and points to something. A wonder causes you to think and arrests your attention. For example, if you're watching somebody rolling under the power, you know, rolling, they used to call them, whole, well, they still call them holy rollers, but they call people like Quakers and things like if they're rolling under the power or if they're speaking in tongues or if they just fall out under the power of the presence of God you know it, it makes you it, it, it arrests your attention it makes you wonder it's like whoa wow what's going on there you know I've I've uh, I've actually seen at at the places where, well, I should say the services where um, I go to church, which is the River at Tampa Bay Church, I have actually seen somebody uh, prayed for, and the power of God hit them. And they literally, they rolled, but then they rolled upstairs they rolled a couple more times and then they rolled all the way back downstairs. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Wow!" And I knew I knew it was the Holy Ghost. Nobody can just roll up the stairs unless you're some kind of a, you know, contortionist or you're some kind of a a a um, what's this thing? Uh, stunt a stunt person. So, but it, it was amazing. I also saw, I saw this person that was, um, and he's very reputable. It's not somebody that would make somebody up, something up, 
but he actually he was standing, everybody was standing worshiping and praying and and he literally got he was standing, he literally got stuck in that position and he could not move his legs. So I mean he could not move. He was stuck to the floor standing up in that standing up position. And it and God was doing a work in him. I mean, we we don't know what God was doing in him, but he literally could not move for 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. He could not move. And as I said, he was reputable. But these things are, are amazing. And, you know, there have been times when I've seen people try to get up and they couldn't get up because it's often been referred to as Holy Ghost super glue because they they can't. They can't get up. They want to get up, but they can't get up. It's like when you're under anesthetic or you're under something like that and, you you know, you can't get up. God's doing the work. It's a operating table. It's God's operating table. So these, uh, these were just uh, amazing, I mean, to watch. You know, it just really makes you... <laughs> No pun intended, but it really makes you wonder. It's like, oh, wow, oh, <laughs> it's a sign. It's God's getting your attention, showing his glory and his power. And he is, he is all-powerful. There's nothing like his presence at all. Mark 16, verses 17 through 20 reads, And these signs shall follow, will follow those who believe in my name, They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So the Lord was working with them, confirming his word to signs and wonders because he will always confirm his word. Acts 2, verses 22. Men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as as you yourselves also know. Acts 2.43 Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Acts 4, verse 30. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 12, reads, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. 
very important to be with one accord, be in unity. It's when power of God happens. Power of God will happen, but unity is very, very important in one accord. Acts chapter 6, verse 8 reads, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. The book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 13. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Acts 14, verse 3. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Acts 15.12 Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Romans 15.19 reads, In mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem and round about to Lyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So in a, there are also lying signs and wonders. As it's saying in here in Romans 15.9, in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, there's also the power of the devil. The giftings and callings of God are without repentance. We have to remember that Satan, Lucifer, was he he was in heaven, and he he was he he was the lead worship angel. He was beautiful but pride came into his life and you know he saw how how beautiful he was and he got puffed up and he just he um see God anointed him and he he was uh he was just he was he was anointed I believe if you turn in the book of Ezekiel I'm gonna try and find it but but you know, I mean see the thing was that he was he was he was a cherub. He was the anointed cherub and there are I mean, as I was saying, the giftings and callings of God are without repentance. And so when God anoints somebody, he does not take it back because he's not a man that he should he should lie at all. And so, um, not not at all. And so there are the lying signs and, and wonders. Those that will also take place in the in the in the days of the Book of Revelation. 
So it will also take place in, in that day because people will be very people will be deceived by the lying signs and wonders. It's it's not um See what I'm it, what I'm trying to say is it's it's with 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 God he's he's not as I was saying he's not a man that he should lie. So the giftings and callings of God are without repentance. So that it's he is not going to he's not going to take take those words. He's not going to take it back at all. And so he anointed Lucifer. When Lucifer was up in heaven, he was he was very anointed, and he he was a worship leader. I mean, he was he was the the he he was up there, and he was he was leading worship. And that's why he can't stand it when he tries to twist the music nowadays that is not of God into the worldly worldly music to where it, it it leads people astray because he can't stand the fact that that uh that that other people have have that music gift that that talent and he can't stand the fact that we're we're in the presence of God because he he used to be there at one time and when he was when he got too prideful and fell then he he didn't have the glory anymore and he was he was no longer he was no longer uh, anointed in a holy way but that anointing since God does not take away the anointing from a person the anointing became perverted as is often said by my pastor, uh, Lucifer is a fallen minister, if you really want to think about it. Because there was a day when he was very, very anointed, and then because of his, his pride, he thought he could overthrow God, and he thought he could exalt himself above, above God and actually be above him. And he was so deceitful and so uh, such a way that he was gonna, you know, that he he thought it, he, that he actually took a third of the angels with him. And so, I mean, but thank God we have two thirds innumerable angels with us, and those who are with us are far greater. And those who are against us. So there are lying signs and wonders. And how do you know the difference? Well, you just you live and in the spirit, uh, you know the presence of God. Be familiar with the presence of God, and know that um, know that. Okay, for example, the people who who um you know, who find out whether or not it a money is counterfeit, the the way that they tell 
is by knowing the real, constantly handling the real and knowing the real, and then they know that taking one look at it, they know it's not the real. So constantly being around God's presence, constantly being in his, around his presence and his anointing, then a person will know the difference between the counterfeit and then the real. Because as I said, I mean, I, Lucifer, he was, when he was, before he fell, he was he was beautiful. He had stones and even had music playing through him as he, as he, as he walked. I mean, it was, it was amazing, but he fell, and he'll never ha- ever get a second chance. You know, a lot of people think, well, uh, some people are deceived into the fact that they think that that you know, God's going to forgive everybody. It doesn't matter what you did or what you do and all of that, and that he's even going to forgive Satan, and Satan's going to get a second chance, and Satan's going to be forgiven and get to go to heaven well that's just not so it's not true it's a lie it's a lie it's false grace it's it's actually false doctrine it's just false period it's not true Satan's not going to go to heaven and he's not going to get a second chance ever I mean God is God a loving God? Yes, but Satan's not getting another chance of false doctrine. So knowing that um knowing that is um here I found it in the uh Ezekiel 28, when you get a chance to read the whole chapter, this is a word show. I may end up reading the whole chapter. I may end up reading just part of it. Um, But you get a chance, go back and read Ezekiel 28, and it talks about, I believe I found the right one. I've got a lot of different... uh, things I'm going to do at once on here, but that besides talking to you, <laughs> but that's all right, all is well. <laughs> okay, and chapter 28 of Ezekiel, the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God, I sit in the seat of gods, in the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a God. Though you set your heart as the heart of a God, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. With your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. But your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your riches, and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of the nations, and they will draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you down, into the, and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the seas. Will you still say before him who slays you, I am a god? But you shall be a man and not a god in the hand of him who slays you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of aliens. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. He's talking about Lucifer now, also known as Satan, in case you don't know. So he says, You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. I'm going to stop for a second. Can you imagine? <laughs> he was in the Garden of Eden. Okay, he was in the Garden He's perfect. And he had all of these precious stones covering him. Plus, the workmanship of all these pipes and trembles. It's like he was a walking everywhere. When he walked, he was, ugh. It was like music was playing through him as he walked. Uh, continue with uh, chapter, I mean, uh, verse 14. You are the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You are on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. I'm going to pause a second. So he's on the holy mountain of God, and he walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. He's at the altar of God. He was perfect in all his ways. He was a created being, though. You and I are created, but he was created, too. He wasn't just there from the foundation of the world, like God, God created him. What is iniquity, may I ask? Iniquity is, like, say, for example, somebody having having a, um, a evil desire in the heart that they would like to do, like, for example, commit adultery, um, steal something, just something something wicked, something sinful, that the only reason they haven't done it is because they don't want to get caught. They're afraid of getting caught. But if they knew that they couldn't get caught, they would do it. That's what iniquity is. It's apparent to to sin. It's the, the, the parent that births sin. 
it's 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 not um I'm gonna look it up also in dictionary dot com but basically that's what that is. It's it's if you if you um as I was saying, it just it says here I was looking up iniquity. It's an it's an older word. Synonyms are evil doing and infamy, depravity. So a wicked act, but these are this is a wickedness that happens after that, that that if like I said, if they knew that they they wouldn't be caught that they would do it. That the only thing that's stopping them is that they get caught. And verse 16, continuing with that, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. That's when I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. That's when he got kicked out of heaven. The mountain of God, he got kicked out. Continuing with verse 17, Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries that the multitude... By the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore I brought fire from your midst, it devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the ground back upon the earth, in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. Wow. My. So can you imagine? I mean, they say, I mean, he used to be beautiful and he is, he's ugly. No, he's just completely ugly. And so, and also, as I said, he was, also, he was, um, he was also anointed. So since he was anointed, as I was saying, let me read Romans fifteen nineteen again. In the mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Lecrim, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So since we're talking about signs and wonders, as I was saying, in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, also, there's the power of the devil who has the lying signs and wonders because the anointing is is God God God's gifts and callings are without repentance, so he doesn't take them back. So now Lucifer will come with lying signs and wonders and knowing the presence of God being familiar with the true presence of God, you will know the difference between the counterfeit and the real. 
In Hebrews 2, verse 4, it says, God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. It's wise to have, when you're in a healing line and you're praying for people, it's really a good idea. It may sound really kind of trivial, it may sound kind of silly, but it's really wise to have catchers behind those people that you're praying for because, number one, it's going to keep those people off of of other people. Like, for example, if they're not lined up right, somebody's behind them, or uh, it's going to keep them off another person. It's also going to keep that person... Uh, you know, if they if they fall and they're not under the power of the Spirit of God, you know, if they're in the flesh or if the devil knocks them over, then they can get hurt, and they they'll threaten to they'll threaten to sue you. So, and plus they get hurt. So that's the main thing. So it's just a good idea to have catchers in the healing line, and just being cautious when when you're praying for the sick and in the healing lines and. Take measures ahead of time, you know, where you're going to pray for people and just flow with the Holy Ghost. And if you think something, if you, if you get a check in your spirit, like maybe something's just not right, either it's about somebody or something, or um, then just keep your eyes open and follow the Holy Spirit and keep your eye on that person or that thing and trust the Holy Ghost that he's gonna he's going to he's gonna help you find that uh out what's going on and and just flow with the Holy Ghost, be in the spirit. And also be watchful when people fall under the power of God because they will be under the anointing so strong sometimes that they will accidentally hit push or kick you. Won't do it on purpose, but there's some when they get prayed for in the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is so strong on them and they fall out, overcome, they can accidentally do that, don't mean to, but now also communicating to people in a healing line is very important as well because if a person is scared of falling, then they're not going to receive as well. So um, it's very, very important to to do that as well, to communicate with them, let them know what's going on, let them know, you know if they're not... Do, does a person always have to fall? No. They don't always have to fall. Just because they don't fall doesn't mean they're not being touched. So um, a lot of people do fall. As I mentioned earlier, there are other signs and wonders. But um, just communicating with people, and people can hear when they're under the power, when they're under the anointing. If they're on the ground, they're doing carpet time, as it's often called, they're going to... They just they can hear every word you're saying. So I know myself if I if I've been prayed for and I'm under the anointing and somebody's having a conversation behind me, I I I it it really kind of interrupts 
it interrupts what the Holy Spirit's doing. I, I find that uh, very distracting, and <laughs> so I'm laying there, and I'm under the anointing, I'm under the power, and it's really strong and thick, and these people are carrying on, uh, carrying on a conversation behind me. Maybe service is over. Well, it must be over because they're not going to carry a conversation on the middle of service like that that loud. But it's I'm I'm laying there and I'm like, oh, and they're right behind me having a conversation, just talking about I don't know whatever something that's not even really important, just small talk. Or like, how are you doing? What you've been up to? But the thing that it's it's holy. It's an altar. You're at an altar. You're in the presence of God, and somebody's laying there under the anointing, and God is ministering to that person. And what you don't realize is, if you're carrying on a conversation and somebody's under the anointing, you can hinder what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in that person's life, in that person's heart, in that person's ministry, in that person, period. And you're interrupting, and and in my opinion, you're quenching and you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Because it's, it's, if you really want to have a conversation that bad, take it out, out of the, out of sanctuary. I'm not trying to be rude. I've I've been guilty of it myself. And then I was like, oops. Because I'd be sitting there having a conversation with somebody, and I was like, and I felt like the Holy Spirit says to me, uh, Deborah, (laughs) don't you remember when you were laying under the anointing and somebody's having a conversation, how it interrupts? It interrupts, it hinders. And I was like, ooh, (laughs) Sorry. I, I'll either I'll, I'll either lower my voice really really soft, or I'll say to the person in a in a in a in a soft tone I'll say to them I'll say um, I'm I'm sorry I, I I'm I'm wrong I should never have started a conversation with you I've never responded to a conversation because I'm hindering what the Holy I don't want to be disrespectful to the Holy Spirit. And then they'll look at me and they'll kind of shake their head and, and then they'll realize, oh, yes. And so I've been guilty of it, too. But it's And then I said, if I, if we're going to talk, so that we can always go out in the, in, the, in the foyer out of the sanctuary. And that's what I'll do. I'll either be quiet for the time when I'm sitting there enjoying the Lord's presence or I'll get up and I'll go, if it's that important. But to me, I'd rather just sit there a bit. It's it's just not it hinders it hinders what the Holy Ghost wants because as I said a person can hear when they're under the anointing during carpet time they can feel if somebody accidentally kicks them or you know runs into them hey that's happened to me a few times too <laughs> I remember during a revival service I was. Uh, I was in the healing line, and I I think either, I think what had happened was we were lined up okay, but the problem was that the the girl that was, there were a lot of people that needed to be prayed for, so it took a while to get to us, and I think that the, the lady that was on my left side, she was so under the anointing, she ended up falling out on her own, 
and um, and then by the time they got to me, she was kind of out of place, so it was crowded. I got prayed for one under the power, under the anointing. The next thing I know, I get a rude awakening. Talk about pulling something out of the anointing. Oh, my goodness. Next thing I know, I, I feel this. I felt I didn't know what happened, and somebody's, uh, somebody, after they got prayed for, went under the anointing, and their elbow <laughs> got me right in the face, like right over my uh, the middle above my nose, between the eyes above there, <laughs> to the point where it was, it was, I had a goose egg the size of a golf ball. And talk about pulling you out of the anointing. Yes, you can feel when you're under the anointing, and it hurt. <laughs> It, but luckily it didn't bleed, but I had a big old goose egg. And my head hurt something fierce, my goodness. Uh, but I, uh, they put ice on it. I went home, and, and uh, but I ended up, uh, that took a while to heal, and I ended up with two black eyes from it because of the pressure and all, some healing process or something. And then another time that somebody accidentally kicked me, I think, like, in the head. They're walking by, not looking where they're going, and kicked me right in the head. I was like, ah. Took me out of the anointing again, and then just... But anyway, it's just parts of life, but we have to remember we are in a physical body. (laughs) We may be doing carpet time and on God's operating table, so God's doing a work on us. But be mindful, and myself included, for us to be mindful that it's holy, it's a sanctuary. It's 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 the church or at church, yes, but it's a sanctuary and it's a holy and God is dealing the Holy Spirit is dealing with different individuals in so many different ways. One's receiving deliverance, one's receiving healing, one's receiving direction, whatever the case may be, but he's touching them. He's there, he's God of all creation. Oh, I feel the anointing. He's right there. And let's be mindful not to be disrespectful to him. Let's be mindful not to be really loud and and just to just be respectful because he's holy and he's uh, he's awesome. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omnipot. He's um. Omnipotent, omniscient, and he's working on somebody, and he's operating on their heart. He's doing a deep work in them, a deep work in their heart. He's going where the knife of man can't go. Do you know that if you hold a conversation really loud, either two two rows behind? where the person is, or you're just carrying a conversation, you may not realize it, but it could take longer for that person to get the breakthrough that they need, to get the deliverance that they need. So that's why I'm very mindful not to, not to hold a conversation in the sanctuary. So please, 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 for what God wants to do, let's not quench him. Let's not grieve him. Let's not disrespect him by having a conversation. While somebody's under the anointing, heavily under the anointing, because there's going to be more than one person 
under the anointing. As I said, yes, I've been doing what they call carpet time or what I call carpet time and and where I'm just, you know, and as they they often have called it at my church, God's I've been on God's operating table on the carpet and there's more than just one. There's several on on there's several. It could be like ten, twenty people in in you know near the altar, roundabouts. But then, if service has ended, even after the pastor has asked very respectfully for people to please, if they have any conversation, to please take it into the lobby, because God's doing a work in them, and it's a it's a one giant altar. People still either forget or they just don't listen or they don't mind it. And I'll be honest, it, it, I'll be real, it's just, anyway, I think I made my point. <laughs> let's just please be respectful of the Holy Spirit. And let's try not to have a conversation and just be quiet and respectful because and, it's holy. And just remember that signs and wonders are God's main method of advertisement. So... Um, as I was saying that it's often it's often said how um how when a person's prayed for it is the uh it is the um God's operating table, and you think about it, you know God is. He is. It's his. Uh, when he when he when he touches the person, then then it is uh, the anointing is is like the anesthetic, or the laughter is the anesthetic. So I'll be back with you in a little bit. I'm gonna play a quick song.
take out what shouldn't be. Lay your hands on me. Jesus, lay your hands on me. Please, Jesus, lay your hands on me. Please, lay your hands on me. Take out what shouldn't be.
writing table. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to close the lesson right there and and uh, just let you know that God loves you and has a great plan for your life. If you're not sure that you would go to heaven if you died this very second, I want to let you know some great news. The Holy Bible reads, We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You want to make sure you're going to go to heaven. Mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost and a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt me, including myself. I release them, and I receive your forgiveness, your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. I want to tell you right now, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you so much and has a great plan for your life. If you just pray that prayer, I'd love to hear from you. Just uh, email me at firetalkradio2, that's number two at yahoo.com. Fire Talk Radio 2, that's with a number 2, at yahoo.com. You can also call my church, our, the church, uh, church's prayer line at 866-857-4837. That's 866-857-4837. And you can check out the, the revival.com. Uh, and um, so check out Revival.com. And also coming up in, well, the River Bible Institute has just started, has just launched, uh, just started the second semester, been going for about a week now. And, um, but I don't know if they're going to be taking any, any anybody, I mean, they might. You could call them and ask them, but I've been authorized to give you a scholarship if uh, if you feel that you have not, um, if you feel you don't have the money right now. Well, I give you, I give you a scholarship. So, and that's really exciting. I'm glad to be able to give that to you. So. And if you know of anybody that, that wants to go to Bible college, you, I give you permission to give them a scholarship. 
And also, if they know anybody, they can give them, and so on and so on. So you can just keep giving people scholarships and check it out on riverbibleinstitute.com. And also, um, also, you can go to River School of Worship and River School of Government and check those out as well. And, um, let you know that uh, for um, winter camp meeting is coming up. And I love winter camp meeting. Let me play a quick promo. Hey, Rodney Outbound here inviting you to come and be a part with us. Winter, Signs and Wonders Camp Meeting right here in Tampa, Florida, the 25th of January through the 1st of February, two meetings a day. Sunday to Sunday is going to be epic. Get on a plane, get in a train, get in a bus, a bicycle, the back of a camel, whatever you need to do in a canoe, get you to Tampa. It's going to be a time of great praise and worship and the ministry of the Word and the move of the Holy Spirit. And the theme of this week is called Possessing the Land. And I believe 2015 is going to be a year of possessing the land. And we're going to see a mass mobilization of God's people for what God's purpose and plan is for their life for 2015. So what better way to dedicate right in the opening month of 2015. Come and be a part in the winter Signs and Wonders Camp Meeting. I'm looking to see you. Come on. going to be awesome. Eight days and two, 16 meetings and, and the glory of God. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. Come check it out and it's uh, you, won't, you won't be sorry. Your life will never ever be the same. And Just remember when people are doing carpet time, of mine, but it's a good pet peeve, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, we're looking forward to having you there. And uh, Services on Revival.com, you can catch them live tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard or and also 7 p.m. Eastern and on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And you can catch that on YouTube channel as well. You can find that on Revival.com's homepage. And until we meet again, know that you are accepted in the beloved. You are priceless. You're precious. You are loved by God and by me. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.
that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. When I'm on my way and I don't know which way to go, my mind just spins and everything's becoming great. I just turn to Him in the glory realm. I cast my cares into His hands. He takes them all and gives me His rest. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in Him, your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. So if it seems that all you have is falling away, And everywhere you go, the sky seems gray. You just turn to Him, those are temporal things. Stand on His word and His praises sing. And by His love and grace, He'll give you rest. Your problems, they will grow dim. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. So just trust in Him and His peace will come in. Peace will 
coming.